Uh, Beast Wars Rampage eats. transforms into a transmetal king crab. Is that, the, is that what that is? According to the uh, king, Transformers an, wiki. An Arctic Ocean king crab? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure the scanners picked that up. You know, like like a thousand like meters deep. Yeah, I I guess he was in the ocean before he landed in the jungle. Alert. Quantum surge detected. Vector 597. Transformers, robotic life forms born far across the galaxy on the planet Cybertron. Two groups of their forces crashed on an unknown planet. A quantum surge then changed the Beast Warriors into Transmetals, who are joined by new comrades. Now, the Beast Wars rage on. Too much energy. What is up, Maximals and Predacons? Thank you for joining us on another special episode of Too Much Energon, the podcast where two 90s kids talk about the animated TV show Beast Wars from beginning to end. That's right, folks. I am one of your hosts, NeoCal, and I am joined by my co-host, Christopher Siege. How's it going? Good day. Christopher Siege. We have a uh a a special protoform X episode today, don't we? Yep. It's a uh this week on Too Much Energon, we have another fucking stasis pod episode. Those are the best ones, as everybody that's <laughs> following along absolutely knows. <laughs> this is <laughs> we can't even keep a straight uh, straight tone of voice. Uh, this is episode 34, Bad Spark. Oh, and it's bad. It's bad, baby. <laughs> um, it came out How February. How bad is it, Cal? <laughs> is, it, is it very bad? Is it very bad, Fong? <laughs> it's uh, uh, maybe sufficient. We'll see. <laughs> it came out uh, February 22nd, 1998. It was a very good year. It was a good year. No Y2K panic. Um, oh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of remember people were still were already talking about the whole Y2K thing back in '98. Were they? Wow. Yeah, I must have. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it was a thing that was known about, but it was like kind of a back burner issue. Like people were like. Oh yeah, you know that's still like two years away. Like that's we'll, a million years away. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out in you know the end of 1999, and then they. What's didn't. the worst that can happen? And then it turned out to just not be a big deal. So one thing that a lot of people don't know is a lot of people were freaking out about how bad Y2K could be, right? Mm-hmm. And what people take away from that um, is oh. They panicked. They weren't sure what to do. Nobody did anything, and then there was nothing, nothing wrong. What well, a lot what of people don't, said, yeah, yeah. What what a lot of people don't know is um, actually like banks, computer systems, like all around the world, there were huge overhauls in government systems, computing, banking, the stock market. All of that stuff was completely prepped just in case that rollover made problems so the reason nothing happened is because actually there was a ton of a ton of work put in to prevent anything like that from from happening so 
Yeah, that's that's my story time for today. All right, see you oh, next. Well. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Shows what I know then. I just learned it. <laughs> I saw a comment on Reddit, and I'm like, "This sounds like bullshit." And I I deep dived, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize." Like banks, governments, everybody like hired like like computer programmers and tech specializations to make sure that everything was basically before the year rolled over in any computer systems, they preemptively changed it to two zero and see, saw how that worked. And then mm. light rolled it onto that before it becoming like zero zero after nine nine. And so they, they did a lot of testing in the just, year leading up to it. I just imagine like a, a group of like five dudes in like glasses and like <laughs> dress shirts with like uh, pocket protectors. Geek squad here to Geek save squad. the millennium. I, I just picture like the five of them, like all <laughs> huddled around like an alarm clock. That's like plugged into a computer. That's like at 11, like 1159. Careful. And they're all just like, careful, careful. <laughs> and then one of them like reaches over and like presses the button to change it to 12. And then qu- they all quickly step back. They jump. They <laughs> and they're jump all back. like, and they look around and look at each other. And like, one's like, eh? Eh? Hey. And then they all high five. <laughs> Thank you. And then they all high five. That's exactly how I pictured it too. Just like five like nerds huddled around like uh like and like you said, the alarm clock, like the analog alarm clock connected to this big complex computer system. Yeah. They're sitting there and like one of them is like sweating and he's got like you know, he's got like a um he's got his like glasses and like someone else reaches over like he's a surgeon doing surgery and they wipe his glasses so they don't <laughs> fog up and he's like, Do I cut the red wire or the blue wire? And they're like, Steve, neither. We're software engineers. <laughs> right, right. His secretary like comes along with like a with like a handkerchief and like pats the sweat off of his forehead. <laughs> For no even though he could have done it himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on our uh, project imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. There's there's our little thought experiment for the day. Um, uh, speaking speak- of thought experiment, yeah. yeah. Speaking of thought experiments, we have the second or the eighth episode of the second season of Beast Wars, Bad Spark. And the episode opens in a like a swamp? Uh, yeah, like a marsh. A bayou? Is that what it is? Yeah, Marsh. Yeah, the word that popped into my head earlier when I was watching the episode was Marsh. So, so Florida Florida Marshland, yeah. Florida Martian land. Man, um freaking Cheetors is the most Cheetor bullshit at the beginning of the episode. Something about yes. discovering a Mondo stasis pad. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> um what I will say, I like how this episode opens because we've never really seen scenery like this before. Like this is this is a new environment. I liked it. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, the Florida Everglades or whatever they're called. So, yeah. Cheetor's radioing um, 
home base and he's telling them this is like way bigger than normal and it's branded with a big bad looking X. Yeah, yeah. And uh thoroughly thrashed because it plowed into a big load of uh residual energon. A big old and, load. And uh Rhinox says something cryptic. Oh go ahead. Yeah, yeah uh, Optimus is like uh Oh shit, Silverbolt, let's go. And then uh Rhino as they're leaving, Rhinox is like uh like basically like God help us if that thing survived. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, hmm. My first instinct. Oh Primus was... help us. That's right. <laughs> oh Primus is how he says. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Uh my first instinct I was like, X. Well so is this like a prisoner? But it's a little more complicated than that, as yeah. we find out. I and like you know, that there's no Energon a thousand miles away in this big marsh, and he just like hits this little patch <laughs> of Energon crystals. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying <laughs> your favorite oh, line? No, uh, well, that is coming up. But what I wanted to say is, like, on the subject of X, like, for whatever reason, for the life of me, all week, like, in the lead up to. Uh, watching this episode and doing this recording for whatever reason i could not fucking remember the name of this episode like it's bad spark but like in my head i'm like what is it is it like protoform x is it like rampage is it stasis pod x like i i just for whatever reason couldn't remember the name of the episode all week it's called x gone give it to you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's what you hear and listen. It's what you hear and listen. Uh, anybody wondering what the fuck we're talking about? <laughs> you know what? Maybe Christopher will put a. If he feels lively, he'll give you a little sample. No, no. You, you know what? Like, if they're listening to this podcast, they're probably familiar with the show, which means they're probably our age, which means they probably they know remember, DMX. They remember yeah. DMX. Yeah. <laughs> even even if you didn't listen to DMX, like, that little sound bike, the da dun 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 and the oh, oh, <laughs> um, is pretty, pretty iconic. Because there's no way somebody's lived as long as you and I have and hasn't <laughs> hasn't heard that song. Well, considering that song was in like fucking every like fast and furious like type yeah. movie from the early two thousands. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure like there's an ending sequence in Rick and Morty with it. <laughs> oh, that might have just been an edit I saw. I I think it was in the commercial, uh, the like the TV spot for that movie, that Jet Li movie, uh, Cradle to the Grave. Do you remember that? Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't, but I do now. <laughs> Cradle like, to the Grave. You're just like, wow! I haven't thought about that movie in 20 years. Part of my brain just like reignited, and I suddenly also remembered like what like the white um, freezy pops tasted like. <laughs> like just a little part oh, of my shit. brain reignited and okay, i'm like why so... do the corners of my mouth hurt so so th- those are the important memories there <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you christopher for waking up the important parts of my brain 
Uh, it, speaking it of, is, it is your pleasure. Cheers. <laughs> speaking of uh, my pleasure, um, so we we cut to the dark side and uh, notice anything about the camera he's looking into? Uh, it's the view we had of Cheetor. Oh, right. Flying down. Right. And that, we we, yeah. we complained about this last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something we wouldn't have noticed as kids, but it is thoroughly weird as an adult. Yeah. The pod, the, there was some, some sort of um, drone following. And so, uh, yeah. And so, my favorite line in the whole episode is Megatron. Yes. So, Megatron is like watching Cheetor, uh, watching the surveillance cam footage of Cheetor, <laughs> and is all like, a big stasis pod? A big soldier. Cheers. A huge <laughs> fucking grin on his face. And I'm just like, wow, dude. Uh, Black Arachnia. Waspinator. Wait, way to put one and one together there. <laughs> Seems like a Scorponok line yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> big stasis pod. Big soldier. <laughs> big soldier from Megatron. Megatron will reward us. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, By forgetting we existed. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Forever too, salty. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, he sends Black Arachne and Waspinator. The I like how he competent. Yeah, I like <laughs> how he puts his arms around them. Well, yeah. he, he puts his arms around uh, Black Arachnia's back and he puts his head on or he puts his hand on uh ter- uh blah waspinator's head yeah and he pulls them close yeah it turns out it's to put a transmitter on the back of black arachnia which she can't feel for some reason what for could some say. reason maybe it's because they're machines <laughs> who knows and as they're like terror boarding away, Megatron is basically just all like, "Ha, oh, you are crafty, but I am way craftier." Cheers. Yeah, he's like the spider spins their web, but I spin mine bigger. And then the camera pans down to his throne, and is literally a tarantulas like <laughs> fucking yeah. probe <laughs> under his chair. And I'm like. Wow, you you ate those words fast, huh? Yeah, right? He's like being all cocky. And then it's like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so it cuts to the the lair. And um, for anybody that's been following along with us or remembers the episodes perfectly, um, that's like an audio like device. One of Tarantulas' like little little devices to help him spy on shit. So he he's aware of the of the the sitch, uh, and he says some creepy shit. It's the exact same device he used a few episodes ago when he uh, oh when wanted to transmit to the Maximals. Yeah, when they the the episode where he basically found his new lair. Yes, it is. Yes, very obvious too. <laughs> like it's even blinking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't look under my chair, even though it hovers. Wait, yeah, how does... How would he not see that? Whatever. (laughs) I don't want to have to sweep underneath the couch. No. (laughs) That's Waspinator's job. (laughs) Um, So, 
<laughs> Maybe you can explain it to me. He wants to catch Black Arachnia? Do yeah, you so why? Yeah, so we cut to Tarantulas's lab, and he's all like, So, the treacherous female is undertaking a journey. And I'm like, <laughs> Ugh. I, I don't know why, but it's like him being like, The treacherous female. That's big incel energy. It is. It, it, yeah. it really is. Like, it, it made me cringe. It's. I know he's supposed to be cringy, but. Yeah. You do a good job at making me not like him. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is one of the problems that I actually have with the episode is like. So Tarantula, like Tarantulas wants to get his hands on Black Arachnia because she has stored oh, the in coats. her head. Yeah, she has all of the uh, uh, just now destroyed data from the like golden disc. Right. So she has all that info and Tarantulas want, wants it from her. But what, one of the issues that I have with this episode is like, why now? Like, why is Tarantulas picking now to go after her? Yeah. This can't be the only time she's left the base in the past few weeks. I, yeah, that's why, thanks for clearing that up. I was a little bit confused about his motivations there. Yeah. Like, is is it new news to him that he's only just realized she has the codes in her head? It, I don't no. think so. No, he's known that uh, he's known that for a few weeks now because, like, even um, the episode that we mentioned uh, when he the episode where he well found his new lair. Yeah. Um, when uh, he, Black Arachnia broke the mind link. Yeah, yeah. Like he even mentioned that she had something in her mind that was like blocked off to him. Oh, right. And he starts like torturing her and he's like, give to me your secrets, witch. Yeah. 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 And at the end of, uh, I think it was Coming of the Fusors part two, uh, uh, the, the link was temporarily severed. And that's when Black Arachnia like downloaded all of the information from Megatron's terminal. And then she destroyed right. the terminal. And at the end, like Megatron and Tarantulas confronted her about it. And she, bl- I think, blamed it on Dinobot. Yes. And she was all like, yeah, he destroyed the, the terminal before I could do anything. And Tarantulas, is, and they're like, uh, Megatron's like, uh, and you're sure nothing could be recovered? And Tarantulas was like, uh, yes, nothing at all. Oh, and that's when he whacks it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, nope. And the episode ended uh, with Megatron skate skating away backwards <laughs> right. into the darkness, being like, looks like the Beast Wars are getting interesting. And then the episode ended with the Matrix in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so he kind of, he's got a hunch, or does he absolutely know? I, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure he knows. The, the point is, is like, he has wanted this information from her for quite a while now at this point. So like, why is he picking now of all times to go after her? Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for explaining that. I, I was so confused. I'm like, why is he after her? (laughs) Like why now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Uh, it's one of my big issues with this episode. But, uh, back to the, the big issue we see, um, Silverbolt and uh, Optimus join Cheetor. 
near the gigantic uh, stasis pod. Um, but he he looks like he's shorting out. Mm-hmm. But but they can't because they're transmetals, right? Uh, I guess they can. Not shorting out, but he's like spark like he's not sparking like he's kind of like glowing as if he's going um he's close to like stasis lock uh, energon interference i mean yeah he looks like he's shorting out yeah but he he seems fine well besides cheetor farting <laughs> yeah that was dumb apparently now uh short like energon buildup makes them fart Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense because Doesn't in the it? Energon farts episode, right? Rhinox had like yeah, but Energon overloaded. Yeah, but that was a a virus that was designed to make him expel all of his Energon reserves. Oh, right. Which is why yeah. he was growing weak. Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> it's a kid show. You got to put in one fart joke every few episodes. Yeah. So there's a bit of um, a pretty important data dump here. As yeah, Optimus this is... comes and touches this giant like creature, this giant transformer that's apparently dead. Yeah. So we, we see this like big ass stasis pod and we, it has some like transmetal crab legs just sticking out of it. Yeah. It's like, what, one like of them dead. is bigger than bigger than the maximals. Yeah, yeah, it's not moving, and uh, he's like, um, like big boss. What the heck is this thing? And Optimus Primal reveals reveals that th- this is the dark secret of Axelon's journey. Yeah, it was so. This thing, Protoform X, it was originally an attempt to replicate Starscream's mutant, indestructible spark. Yeah, but uh, uh, make it a maximal. A, but as a maximal, yeah, and uh, it turns out the uh, it didn't really work. Like it worked, but like the the result was a like really brilliant but insane and uh, treacherous transformer. Basically, a super aggro, like super villain. Yeah. So basically, like, they create. Yeah. yeah. Basically, they created a slasher villain. Basically, they created like a transform, a maximal Jason Voorhees. Well, Jason Voorhees is like a force of nature, but yeah, this thing is supposed to be very intelligent. Like he says, genius. Like you said, right? Yeah. So they created a maximal version of the Kurgan from Highlander. <laughs> there it is. Your weekly uh, Highlander <laughs> reference, folks. I like that analogy. It's not bad. Rampage is the Kurgan from Highlander. Um, oh, there's a flashback sequence. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. So he's incapable of even being recycled. So they, they can't kill him and they can't like repurpose the spark they can't reincarnate it and change him apparently yeah and basically they're trying to restrain him like he's a giant like literally a giant and um, you know optimus primal's there in the black and white artsy shot and i dig it i kind of dig this this flashback you know, 
you know, something like this seems like a good time to unleash the power of the Matrix and you know, <laughs> light our darkest hour and yada yada. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, someone just opens it up, <laughs> or like Rampage like shows up and is all like blah. And someone just opens up the Matrix, and you hear, you got the touch. You got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, the power. <laughs> and then plot twists, like Rampage becomes the new Prime. <laughs> Whoa. That's not good. <laughs> no, that's well, not good. It, it chooses somebody worthy, so. Yeah, it's like Mjolnir. Yeah. Okay. He would not be worthy. No. <laughs> the Kurgan is not worthy. Um, I just sent you a, a... It's not a screenshot. It's just a shitty picture um, that I took with my phone. But, well, maybe I should screenshot it. Um, man, that's a super artsy uh, flashback sequence that mm -hmm. I dig. Yeah, that's it's cool. Very... That's like some comic book, like I film would... noir... I was going to say, uh, it looks like Sim... Uh, Sim. Sim City? I was just about to say Sim City. <laughs> My favorite video game. Uh, uh, the thing that the uh, the Price is Right, Failhorn, Failhorn is based on, you know? L Longhorn Failhorn? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. This, Yeah, this is very uh, uh, Frank Miller, Sin City-esque. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I think it too. But um, yeah, he drops this huge bomb on Cheetor. And uh, Cheetor's like, oh, well, that's fucked up. Why did we. That doesn't seem like something Maximals would do. And I'm like, I, I agree. It does not. Well,. One of the things that I kind of like about, and I, I wish this, the, the show had explored it further, but one of the things that I kind of like about the Maximals and Predacons in the Beast era is it seems like they were more or less just political factions. Yeah. Much more than like the Autobots and Decepticons. It was like the Autobots like, oh, we are good. Decepticons are like, we are evil. Rar. But like in the Beast Wars era, it seems like the Maximals and Predacons like kind of mostly just represent like different like political parties, essentially. And I like, like that more. Yeah, I like that more, too. And so it's like you find out that like, oh, like maybe not all Predacons are inherently bad. Like they might have their own underlying agendas, but... And you find out that the the Maximals aren't necessarily like wholly good. Like they have their own skeletons in their closet closets as well. Yeah, that's why I I kind of dig this episode because as corny or cheesy as it is, we kind of explore that a bit. Yeah. And again, like I wish the show had explored it even further than it does, but uh, me too i i wish it touched on that you know what we got some um bird bod and and tigatron like minor romance before they blasted off into space mm -hmm. i'm like oh so they are adults okay 
they, they they do have uh transformer relations <laughs> but yeah uh, optimus tells cheetor this uh horror story and then uh says oh so now that you know one of the missions of the axelon was just to dump this thing on some like barren planet somewhere far away yeah and i'm like ouch he just put him in like st- like like cryo yeah, because apparently, like, putting it into stasis, like, is an option. So why not just put it into stasis and just leave it Make sure there he stays there. Indefinitely. Yeah. But no, they're going to pull a fucking um, con. I, like... I was just going to say, they're going to pull a fucking, like, Captain Kirk with uh, con, Nunian Singh, and his And uh, as we all know, only that... good things can happen <laughs> Yes, as we know, that uh, doing that always comes back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, what does um, Spock say? Not to divulge into different sci-fi, but he's like, something about the seeds of... Um... Well, what's really, really fascinating about uh, Wrath of Khan, and for the listeners, like, I, if you've been listening to the show, you know I really like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really fascinating about Wrath Uh, Wrath of Khan as a story is like at its core, it's very much just a story about aging and your past reconciling with your the mistakes of your past. Huh? I like that. Yeah. And on top of that, it is essentially a submarine war film in space. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the cat and mouse and the yes. Yeah. Yeah, Wrath of Khan is good. Like it when I was a kid, like I wasn't like super hot on it. I thought the movie was kind of boring when I was a little kid. I was like, oh, I want to watch the one with the whales. <laughs> um the, one watched... with the whales, right, right. <laughs> right. Which is still a great movie and it holds up and I still love it. But uh, when I got started getting older, uh, going back to Wrath of Khan, like I came to appreciate it more and more. And I like it more and more, like the more I see it and the older that I get. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think I would appreciate it more if I revisited it now. So you know what? I, I would. I would say do it. it. It's worth going back to. I just watched it. Uh, I think maybe a year or two ago. For the really last, uh, most recently, yeah. It holds up spectacularly well. Yeah, he says. Um, what does he say? I can't quite remember the the quote from the original series episode, but it, he ends with something like. Um, like time can only tell uh what seeds you have sown today which is pretty interesting given that they didn't plan on having con return or anything at the time right. so watching that then watching the movie is it's hype i mm-hmm. i like it okay somebody said something to me and it kind of like pissed me off but i was like wait are they right the um okay. Ricard what's what's his name that plays Khan? R- uh Ricardo Ricardo Montalban. Montalban, yeah. Yeah. Um they were like, oh blah blah blah. He's like wearing like a prosthetic chest piece to make him look like he's muscular. 
And so, I'm like, what? Was he? I mean, well, even, even if, if he, he is, like, so? He's old. And also, Khan yeah. is supposed to be like a, a, like a super soldier. Like, yeah, he's an augment. He's an augment. He's supposed to be a, like, genetically modified to be, like, the peak of physical fitness. Physical and mental fitness human being. Yeah. yeah. He's supposed to live longer. He's way smarter. Yeah, he's that's... stronger. Like he's he's a superhuman. Yeah, it's the whole <laughs> point of the augments. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that's a weird hang up to whatever. I'm not friends with that person anymore. Yeah, that that is because of that. <laughs> because of that. Because of that. But speaking of gigantic packs, uh, <laughs> Optimus Prime. Yeah, he's he's got those. Yeah, and he's like, well, we were supposed to dump this loser somewhere barren. Just like Khan. And then Cheetor Energon farts, and everything ended up okay. No, it doesn't. No, no, it it. There's a perplexing reaction. Optimus goes, hmm. (laughs) And reaches (laughs) inside of the, the stasis pod, and then he goes, what? After what is clearly um, an explosion, yeah, like from a from a gun, and Cheetor was like, "Hey, it wasn't me." And then there's <laughs> another one, and Optimus goes, "Huh?" And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. "Like he what? Huh?" Like just clueless, and I'm like, "You're being shot at, losers. <laughs> Pay attention." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll give this episode credit. The choreography for the few fight scenes in this stands out. It's it's a lot better than most of the show. Like when um, Black Arachnia um, is because Waspinator is like flying with her, and he drops her, and she kind of like puts her arms out and like skids to a halt. It's it's cool. Mm. Yeah. So Black Arachnia shoots her boyfriend, Silver Johnny Silver Bolt. Long John Silver. <laughs> yeah. Um, Something weird happens. Yeah, so, yeah, Waspinator uh, drops Black Arachnia down, and then they, like, open fire at one another. They all, like, shoot at one another, and uh, Optimus, like, gets crushed by a rock. Fuck, how many times is that? <laughs> it's a pr- It's a pretty hilarious shot. He goes, ah, and rocks <laughs> on the little mangrove like tree. Yeah. Like behind him, just happened to fall only on him. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, how is that even possible? Yeah. A uh, listener is like, go back and watch that scene. Like, it's quite comical. Yeah. A, a giant thing. chunk of rock flies off, and somehow it's. <laughs> shenanigans to take optimus out man optimus gets taken out by like rocks and like waspinator and like minor characters so often like who has the highest like i think it's waspinator or pterosaur have the highest like count on taking optimus out i know they were like pros at shooting optimus in the back when he was flying (laughs) taking him out of the air like yeah uh, they did a sneak attack one episode yeah uh but yeah, it's just Waspinator so, now. Yeah, so uh, Cheetor also gets shot, and he, like, falls back onto the, like, cluster of Energon crystals, and... Has 
makes an O face and goes offline. Yeah, and so it leaves us seems, with our seems like shit starting to overload or whatever, and then Black Arachnia like confronts uh, Long John Silver, and she's, she's all like, "Come like, on, hit me, fight back, pussy! Come on, do it, do it, do it now! Kill me, I'm here!" <laughs> and he's uh, like, "I shall not hit a female." And Black Arachnia is like, "How far will you carry this silly chivalry?" Because this dark damsel is not impressed. And I'm like, or are you? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like maybe you are. Yeah, I feel like maybe this is uh, like tickling your fancy and you just don't want to admit it. Yeah. And at first I was like, eh, that's a weird like relationship. But the only person to treat her with any respect has been Johnny Silverhand. Fair. Yeah, good point. So, and she's surrounded by people that want to blow her up and people that don't trust her. Yeah. And, you know, opposites attract. She's, like, sadistic and, like, smacking boys around, and he likes being hit by her, apparently. <laughs> so, who am I to judge? <laughs> yep, he is noble and uh, likes being smacked around. <laughs> Hey, uh, I guess. <laughs> and then we hear a motorcycle and Mad Max fucking Tarantulas shows up. He does like a sweet wall ride. Yeah. Like tackles Black Arachnia. Yeah. And again, why is he picking now? In fact, to uh, mirror what you just said, Black Arachnia says, what are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah, and Tarantulas is like, uh, you've got information I want. And we see that Megatron is listening in, and he's all like, yes, let's hear it. Go on, yes, choke her. Choke her, Tarantulas. Yes. <laughs> I like listening over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear her gargle as she grasps for air. <laughs> Make it slow. <laughs> Don't kill her. Not yet. No, no, just just before she passes out. <laughs> um, really, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's as if she knows that Megatron's listening. Because she's yeah, like, I've... okay, you want to know the secret info, Tarantulas? Megatron's a slag-sucking Saurian. And I'm like, found... okay, I'm going to put that, that in my notes. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I found that weird, because it's like, I don't think she knows that she has the transmitter slash bug on her, but... Or does she? I I don't it's think an... she knows. No, I don't think she knows either. What's a Saurian? I think she was just taking the opportunity to be evasive and still bash Megatron in the process. <laughs> she called him mean... a Saurian. Do, do we know what that is? No. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. We're professionals here, folks. We are researchers. Cheers. A slag sucking Saurian. Cheers. First we gonna rock. Then we gonna roll. Then we let it pop. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> uh, I think it might be a 
some kind of dinosaur because everything I'm seeing so far is dinosaur related. Yeah, because immediately I thought Saurian, like a like a dinosaur. And I'm like, but he's not a Saurian. He's not a reptilian. He's it's a fucking spider. A group of reptiles that comprises lizards. Huh. Well maybe he views dinosaurs as beneath him. So maybe that's maybe that's fitting. But like the top result is a on Google or Bing actually. <laughs> um that's right folks christopher siege user of bing yep destroyer use... of worlds <laughs> i am become bing destroyer of search results <laughs> no listeners i use it because of uh microsoft points for each search oh uh which i can he use has, he has which a I can use set up which i can use things all day no, no, I really don't. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to do that, honestly. Well, what do you, uh, what do you use these Microsoft uh, points for? Uh, Xbox Store credit, um, Xbox Live memberships, uh, contest oh, entries. Well. It uh, adds up. You can also redeem them for like restaurant gift cards and oh, so a ton of et cetera, et cetera. Shit. Yeah, a whole whole bunch of things. It and so, it adds up. It adds up pretty quickly too. So what you're saying is it's the Coke points of the 2020s. <laughs> Man, do you remember that? Pepsi stuff points? Y- yeah, do you remember that shit? I had a little booklet. I used to do that. Anyways. I remember the uh, the lawsuit uh, surrounding the Harrier jet for 1 million Pepsi points because someone actually raised 1 million Pepsi points and Pepsi was like, no, it was a joke. And the person mm. was like, well, I want my fucking Harrier jet, so I'm going <laughs> to sue you for $70 million or however much. Did you know Coke Rewards um, only was phased out in 2017? I didn't know Coke Rewards even existed, to be honest. Yeah, I had like a little booklet and back in the day. Back okay, so... That's fucking hilarious. Like, Coke Rewards was the thing that was only phased out in 2017. <laughs> and I have no idea what that is. But Pepsi stuff, a thing from like 1996 that was around for like a year. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was only around for a year? Uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't around for very long. See, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... Uh, but yeah, so anyway, so the, the top like search result for the word Saurian is a game on Steam that is a dinosaur survival game. We'll have to check it out to know what Black Arachnia is talking about. So I'm just going to go with a Saurian is a dinosaur and or lizard. Ah, well, that makes sense because she's calling this to Meg. She's calling Megatron, not Tarantulas. This, yeah. Uh, okay, this... I'm dumb. Wow, wow I this... thought she was calling Tarantulas that. Wow, this this game's look looks rough. It Oof. is in pre. It is a pre-alpha early release title. And maybe uh, we can get them to sponsor the show. Maybe. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
I will take sponsorships from anyone. <laughs> right. Oh, I need to um, hook you up with a friend who wants to mix some music and try to uh, help us with the possible intel on on that front. I'll talk to you about it off the off the air. Intriguing. Cheers. Mm-hmm. But yes, this this game looks like a like 360 launch title. Oof. <laughs> I'm sure it'll do well in the Steam store. Uh, Slag sucking Saurian. It has over a thousand user reviews, so it's obviously doing well for them. Huh. Wow, that many people. Yeah. More, so, more people have played that game than have listened to this podcast. Oh, feels bad, man. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I yield to you, superior, <laughs> superior uh, dinosaur video game. Oh, geez, where were we? Oh, Tarantulas uh, is like got yeah, um, black arachnia in a in a sleeper hold, and he's all like, "All right, I have ways of making you talk." Yeah, and Silverbolt wakes up and he says, "Hands off the lady." It is and, unbecoming of a gentleman, good <laughs> sir. And something perplexing happens. Silverbolt kicks the shit out of Tarantulas. Um. Yeah, I mean Tarantulas isn't the toughest motherfucker out there, you know. Like really, we only ever True. see him like He's a over nerd. Yeah, we and we only ever see him really overpowering Black Arachnia, who is like half his size. An, and non-transmetal. Yeah. Right. Like like, like any, generally anytime he goes up against anyone else, he gets fucked up. Anyone but Cheetor. Yeah. <laughs> so he is definitely an incel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like him. Fuck this guy. Yeah, I mean, I've said that like every episode for the past like thirty-four episodes, but so something weird happens. Go on. The energon explodes because Silverbolt punches out Tarantulas, literally lifts him off the ground and just fucking decks him. Right. He decks him into the energon that's nearby. He goes to give Black Arachnia a hand up. There's a purple explosion. Silverbolt and Black Arachnia scream and are thrown like a kilometer away. And then a tornado happens. Like right where they were. And I'm like, did this happen because of the Energon? Yes. Did you do that? Yes, the Energon was overloaded and it ended up turning into an Energon storm. Okay. Yeah. That's all I needed to, <laughs> to know. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think the, the Energon was overloaded by one... Like, it, it started, like, getting charged up when Cheetor got slammed into it earlier. And then You're I right. Think, and then You're I right. think, like, one of uh, Silverbolt's, like, wing missile things. You're right. So it's slowly been building yeah. up, and the last straw that made it kind of, like, overload was... uh. 
yeah. tarantulas flying into it. Yeah. So yeah, while everyone there, Cheetor, uh, Optimus, Tarantulas, and the giant uh, arr, arr, uh, Protoform X, <laughs> they fly up into the air. And after a commercial break, we get Black Arachnia and Silverbolt landing in the jungle together. Yep. Yep, they better uh, run through the jungle. <laughs> Uh, They kind of have a little face-off where they point their weapons at each other. And I'm like, hold up. When he's in his robot form, Silverbolt doesn't have any weapons except throwing these, like, little wing grenades. But he can use them like melee weapons, right? I feel like he's very limited in close quarters. Which also, like, using these things that have explosive cap- capabilities <laughs> as melee weapons seems a bit questionable to me. Yeah, like he's pointing <laughs> it at her and holding it above his head, and I'm like, she can pull the fit trigger faster than you can like swing your arm. Also, she could just shoot that thing and <laughs> blow it up. True, right but she, well, she also has um, the arachnid-like machine guns in her legs. Yeah. Which we'll see momentarily. And for some reason, he asks her if she's damaged. And she says, just enough to make me interesting. And I'm like, oh, my. (laughs) Yeah, I I keep going back and forth on that line. I'm like, on whether it's funny or cringy. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. I... (laughs) It can be and, both. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, I haven't really landed on either one because I've watched this ep- as per usual, like I've watched this episode twice now. Yeah. Uh for the podcast. And like both times, like I'm like I'm like, oh that's also that that's kind of funny, but like that's also kind of cringy. And her- uh he, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Her, her voice seems a little different this episode, but it could just be that it's because she's in a different situation. She's always had to have her guard up. Perhaps. Yeah, so like little lines like when she's like, oh, I expect you're right. Because um, Silverbolt says, hey, I'm not going to let uh, creepy Mick um, creepy Mick, Mick arachnid face get his greasy paws on you. And she goes, I'm counting on that. And I don't know, her voice is a little different, and I, I like it. Mm. And we know that she's kind of manipulative, right? She even says, like, why don't you make, like, a hero and fly me? Make, like, a, a bird dog and fly me out of here. But he can't yeah, she, his wings fucked. She, like, puts her claw on his chest as she says it. So, like, yeah. She's, uh, she's using them, them she spider wiles that she has yeah the the spider wiles she spider wiles yeah yeah so silverbolt decides to join her and he's all like they have to go their own way he's all like i can't fly milady so we must walk and she's all like i don't like walking but all right (laughs) and 
Going through the jungle they go, with flute music playing in the background. Not running through the jungle, walking through it. Nope. Quickly walking through the jungle. Yep. And uh, we cut to Tarantulas, like, falling out of a tree or something, and he comes across the Protoform X stasis pod and opens it up and sees that it's empty. And he's all like, like, what? (laughs) And then uh, behind him, we see this like big, like hulking shadow come up behind him and he uh, turns around and then screams. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's massive. Much bigger than Megatron. Giant enemy crab. (laughs) (laughs) It is a giant enemy crab. It is a giant enemy crab. I don't know why I didn't even think of that until just this moment. Uh, You just need to attack its weak point for massive damage. Yeah, so, but uh, Tarantulas doesn't know this. No. He doesn't know that he has to flip it on its back first. Yeah. Um. Cheetor finds this out later. Yeah, he, Does he? He, d- he doesn't live stream E3 press conferences. N- no. <laughs> but he does scream like a bitch. Yeah. And so uh, Optimus and Cheetor uh, decide to go like, back to base. Yeah, basically, they decide to go back to base because they need time in the CR chamber. And I'm just like, why can't you just convert to beast mode and fly around and let your bodies repair themselves while you continue to oh. look for Silverbolt. Do Transmetals not heal in their beast mode? I don't know. Like, I mean, why wouldn't Cause they? Because that's, that's a logical point. And they both fly in their beast modes. Yeah, so like, there's no reason why they can't continue the search just in beast form. Also, what threats are there? Oh, are they continuously taking damage from the storm? Maybe? Maybe Maybe because their beast forms are transmetal, they, even in beast form, they still continue to take energon damage. I don't know. Hmm. You know, I never even thought of that subject until you (laughs) brought it up, but um, them leaving is, is kind of odd. It there's, is. There's yeah. no Predacons that like um present them any danger, really. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and it's weird. It's really uncharacteristic for Optimus to just be all like, well, I'm going back to base. Uh Godspeed. <laughs> He'll be fine. Godspeed, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be fine. He's with the most treacherous Predacon. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of snakes in this jungle, huh? Excuse me. Wow, yeah, they animated a lot of snakes. Uh yeah, big boss would be would be right at home in this place. <laughs> mm, delicious. Pretty uh, tasty. <laughs> that's damn my good. knife. I have to remember what the boss taught me about CQC. <laughs> Counterbalance <laughs> the knife. Retract. <laughs> Thrust. Um. <laughs> um. Those were my night training sessions with the boss. 
it always yeah. left me in a deep sweat. <laughs> Whenever I was worn out, she would always tell me, Jack, you're you're still young. You can go longer. Uh so Black Arachnia says uh she eats a snake and she didn't cook it, so she goes, Ugh, disgusting. And eats a ration instead. And uh, she says she considers herself a creature of darkness. Uh, but the swamp makes her skin crawl. Yeah. And, and they come uh, across Tarantulas. Yes. The best Tarant- joke of the episode is here. Tarantulas's arm is hanging from a tree. And they're all like, Bruh? Yeah, spooked. And uh, Silverbolt is like, do not worry, he has been disarmed. And the camera zooms out and it's just his arm. His severed arm in a tree. They both have a chuckle. And I'm like, it's an odd bonding moment. I mean, don't get me wrong, I hate tarantulas too. Yeah, laughing about uh, uh, another uh, sentient life form severed limb hanging from a tree. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is tarantulas, but it, fair, little, but little weird bonding moment. And then we we cut back to the dark side, and I love uh, this. Inferno and uh, uh, Megatron are listening into all of this, <laughs> and Inferno was just all like, "They they laugh together." <laughs> and Megatron underestimate yeah. her. <laughs> With Tarantula's dead, she may well reevaluate the Maximal's usefulness. Yes. Hmm. And indeed she does. Momentarily. Momentarily. Like, they, they find a, lo- a stereotypical log like going across like a canyon. Yeah. It's canyon. so stereotypical, like this show itself has done this bit before. Oh, it has, at least once. Yeah. Rat trap. Rat trap and dino clone. Yeah. yeah. Rat uh rat trap and dino clone and also the um uh dark voyage, the the blind episode. Oh, when they were all yeah, walking across the log, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of treacherous wog and for some reason all of a sudden his dexterity is like nothing because he like tiptoes across this log like the most daintily way ever dainty this, dainty this, way this is a pretty flat and wide log too like i'm not so great with heights but i feel like i could walk across this thing no problem oh both of us could <laughs> it's it's like, huge and keep in mind he has a form his beast mode if unless the transmetals and the fusors have different rules why isn't he transformed into beast mode so he can heal his wing yeah. Also, also, um, the log. It's probably easier to walk across the log with four legs on it. Uh, same with Black Arachnia too. Oh, yeah. She has eight legs. Yeah. Why don't they transform into their beast mode and just like scuttle across the log? Yeah. Or just walk around in beast form. Period. To heal up. Yeah. I. I feel like the rules are from the first season 
have gone out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we spent so much time analyzing all of it, and now it's just like, why are they walking around not healing themselves? Yeah. But when yeah, they spend, Rec- when they spend so much of the first season just hanging out in beast form, seemingly just for shits and giggles, like just because. Like yeah, not even for any real reason. They just hang out in beast form. Except the episode where they're afraid of leaving beast mode in case they get attacked. Right. So they all like stay awake for like three days in beast mode and lose their minds. I mean, I've done that before myself, so I understand. Were you in beast mode, though? I was. Oh, well, I was in beast mode by the end of day three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Christopher Siege, it takes him three days to reach beast mode. But when he does, look out. He's, uh, did, did, did you heal yourself after you entered beast mode? Or just see like uh, see hallu- minor hallucinations. No, I just started hallucinating and uh, yeah, being very hot and sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As your heart rate is increased because your body's wondering why the fuck you've been awake that long. Yeah, minor fever, you know. Yeah, you know insomnia things. Yeah. And and, uh, some, and sorry, to, so, some weird shit happens. Um, it's an actual animal. Uh, yeah, saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. So Black Arachnia pulls her weapon on Silverbolt as he's crossing the log, and he's all like, "Oh," <laughs> kind of shrugs, and I'm like, "Oh, burn, dude, burn." Yeah, he was like, well, I don't know what I expected. You are a Predacon, after all. Uh, He actually says that uh, uh, shortly after this, but uh, when he's hanging. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But but this is weird. So he he transforms. Same, Same shit, different day, basically. Yeah, he transforms to his beast mode now so he can fight the saber tooth tiger. Yeah, because he's all like, to Black Arachnia, he's all like, behind you, and she laughs, and she's like, don't be pathetic. And then she gets attacked out of nowhere by a fucking ti- saber-toothed tiger. In like... Yeah, like a... This is another dumb thing in this episode to me. <laughs> and for some reason, instead of staying in his robot form, and like, you know, I, I guess he can't shoot it. He only has his, like, wing grenades. Yeah. Um, He goes to beast mode and, like, wrestles with it. (laughs) Yep. And they both, like, comically roll off the edge and, like, fall fall down the canyon. Yep. Well, Silverbolt grabs onto some vines, but it just shows the Sabretooth being like, rawr, rawr, and, like, fall into the depths. And I'm like, congrats, you killed a cat. Yep. Killed a weird innocent creature who was just you know doing its thing, trying to to feed. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, that that's weird. Predators don't do that. Yeah. 
Like a lion won't attack an elephant. Yeah. Or a rhino. And she's a fucking robot. Like. Oh, yeah. She. Well, they don't have meat on them, but they do have a scent. But if she did have a scent, she would smell like spider. And Saber, maybe, hey, I'm no, I'm no, uh, you know, ancient, like, also, biologist or whatever. Also, she I'm wasn't pretty sure al- they don't eat spiders. Also, she wasn't alone, either. Oh, like, that's a very good point. Predi- like, ambush predators only attack, like, solitary prey. Yeah. Oh. So, it's dumb. It's, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Maybe it was it was desperate. The the, the whole thing with like the, this whole like nonsense was engineered simply to give Silverbolt another opportunity to save her. Yeah, and then Yeah. Hmm, good point. Almost save each other because as he's hanging off the the cliff, he's like holding onto a vine and it's slowly stretching. Like it's it's not going to hold his weight. It's about to snap. Yeah, and she points her gun at him, and this is where he's all. Oh like, right, this is the part where he's like, "I understand. You are, after all, a Predacon." And the line snaps, and then she uh, gasps, and then fires her like uh, crossbow at him. Her her Batman like her grappling her, her grapple gun. Yeah, yeah, grapple <laughs> gun. Yeah. Um, which we know that she has. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and as he falls, she like strains in pain and then she like pulls him up. And I'm like, holy shit, she's tough. Yeah. Like Silverbolt's a chunky boy. That guy's like at least like eighteen hundred pounds. Oh, he's transmetal. He might be made out of like super lightweight, like magic carbon. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? And who cares? Exactly. She, anyway, she, she saves tit, him. That's the anyway, point. Tits McGee saves saves Silverbolt. And I think this is probably the first time she's ever shown compassion. Let me think for a second. Y- yeah. So, yeah, she's shown hesitancy, but this is the. F- Let me think. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure this is the first time she's ever showed compassion. Yeah. So back at the Predacon base, uh, Megatron, Inferno, and now Quickstrike. Quickstrike is gathered around the water cooler to listen in. Um, <laughs> like they've all. Sl- like at first it was just Megatron, and then it was Inferno joining Megatron, and now it's all three of them, like huddling around the um, the water um, cooler, the water cooler, like listening to the the tracking. Yeah. Tracking audio. Yeah, I, I I like to imagine that like Megatron was listening to them like interact with one another, and he was like, "Inferno, you must listen to this disgusting drivel that these two are spouting at one another." Can Here. you believe this shit? <laughs> Can you believe it? And then Inferno comes and listens, and is all like, "Ah, oh, royalty. This is." This is horrible. And then he goes and tells Quickstrike about it. And uh And Quickstrike, sugar what did he call Black Arachnia? Sugar Sugarbot? Sugar He's all like Sugarbot! Sugar no! What what in tarnation? I don't believe it. And Inferno is all like, Well believe it, or you will burn. 
or just come and listen. <laughs> that was a pretty good. That's close enough to what they sound like that uh, it's basically canon. <laughs> um, and um, so to 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 your point, they're all gathered around this, and um, they're as they're listening, we hear Silverbolt say, um, "Wait, why did you save me?" And Black Arachne is like, "Oh, because well, uh, there might be other creatures around." And there's just this awkward glance between Quickstrike and Inferno, and he's like, uh... And then the camera slowly pans across all three of them and ends on Megatron, and he's like, yuck! (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. Killed me earlier. There's There's some good lines in this. Uh, yeah, so back at the Axelon, um, Dinobot's at the dinner table, and uh, Optimus <sighs> emerges from the CR yeah. chamber, and Dinobot's basically all like, we we now have uh, Megatron outnumbered because he's lost two soldiers, we've only lost one, so now is the perfect time to attack. Dinobot's beast form, like, skin texture still looks horrible. And I'm starting to feel like it's not going to get better this season. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sure when he uh, becomes a transmetal eventually that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure things will be fine. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And he'll get a real shield instead of a whirly tail, and an upgraded drill rapier. And new and improve eye lasers. Holy shit. Oh, uh, and he can shoot lasers out of his mouth? <laughs> Even in beast mode? Oh, well, shit. now I, I have fan art to draw. <laughs> so, oh, he pulls some shenanigans. Um, he presses, like, a button on his side. And, like, Borg cables, like, shoot out and okay. <laughs> So Go uh, ahead. So this is kind of important. Um, so yeah, Optimus is like, uh, uh, no, I got to go look for Silverbolt and Dinobot's all like, you fool! <laughs> Fuck Silverbolt! And Cheetor. Or, yeah. Uh, Fuck Silverbolt. <laughs> um, and Optimus is just like, yeah, I'll remember that next time you're lost in an Energon oh. storm. Yeah. Um, so the Maximals leave uh, through the the elevator platforms to go look for Silverbolt, and then Dinobot maximizes, and he goes up to the computer, and this like kind of ominous music plays, and he uh, hooks some cables up from like the side of his torso into the computer, and it looks like he's injecting data into it, and the camera pans up, and he's all like, "It may yet be up to me." Yeah. This is important. Okay. It's also not important. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um I, I'm not gonna go like heavy into details, but it's important because it's noteworthy in the sense that it was supposed to be a major episode in season three, an episode that never got produced. Oh. 
So, so this reference in this episode goes nowhere. To... It was oh. supposed to be lead to something like actually big and meaningful, but as it stands, uh, it goes nowhere. And it confused oh. the f- fucking hell out of me when I was a kid. It confuses me. Huh. It may. What did he say? It may. It may yet be up to me. And what was he talking about before storming the base and taking Megatron out? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Um, I will talk. I I will talk about the the unproduced episode that uh, this was supposed to lead into. Um. Uh. At at the end of season three, when we get there eventually. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah. It can. Yeah. If I. I'm gonna make a note, or if we together make a note of that, because I actually want to remind you, bug you about that. Oh, I assure you, I I will definitely bring it up. Oh, you will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I just. I am intrigued. I I can't bring it up right now because it would be spoiling so many things. Right. Right. Oh, right. Not necessarily just right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not even necessarily things like relating to that episode. Like it would just be spoiling a whole bunch of stuff that certain still plot come. lines. Okay, okay, that's still to come over the next like dozen or so episodes. Okay, I'll. I I'm 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 intrigued. Let's just say that you're intrigued, and I, I as a 13 year old, was confused because, <laughs> like I said, I, it actually goes nowhere in the show I was as confu- it's produced. <laughs> I was confused, yeah. But now I am intrigued. So we join um the uh the dream team, uh silver and gold. <laughs> silver and black. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like that. That'll be their nickname. Silver and black. And um he's kind of lecturing her as she, she leads. As he keeps up behind her, he says, Lest you forget you were originally a maximal protoform. Yep. And she's like, dude, stop. Yeah, He's like, don't. but saving me was indica- indicative of your more noble heritage. So he's yeah, trying to, he's yeah, trying to he, tell her, hey, you know, like, just because you're a Predacon doesn't mean... Yeah, he's even fucking annoying me in this scene. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just shut up. Like, she doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, well, she even says, hey, drop it. And then he to he keeps going a third time. Just admit says, that there is a spark of goodness deep inside you. Come on, sh- admit it. And she shrugs and then turns around and, like, spider leg machine, machine guns, guns him. him. <laughs> it's very Looney Tunes because as the smoke clears, it shows him hiding behind a rock. <laughs> the the old maximal maneuver, yeah, and and she kind of like makes a cute stance, and she's like, "Shall I elaborate?" And like uh, twinkles her <laughs> eyelashes, yeah, and he, <laughs> and Silver is like, "Uh, perhaps not." <laughs> yeah, and then they they happen upon the like parts a horror scene. Yeah, the like parts uh, severed body parts of tarantulas, like all in a line, and they're like leading to his body. Yeah, they're like 
what? The storm didn't do this. No shit. <laughs> no, it was Protoform X. Protoform X, X, X. And uh, Megatron is listening in on this. And uh, he goes to the, he turns to the uh, computer and is all like, Computer, cheers, fashion me an Energon blade. Make sure it's curvy and very sharp. Yeah. And it's all like, acknowledged. And I'm like, hmm, what the, I'm, that's intriguing. Like when I first watched this. The other day, I was like, "What the fuck is he up to?" It makes I, me. I'm w- really digging Megatron this season. It makes me wonder if uh, Megatron was aware of Protoform X prior to this. Well, if they were just like political factions that slowly butted heads more and more, yeah, over the years, and he had presumably he was had some amount of power back on Cybertron. He could have had spies. Like, tell him about Project X? Yeah. I'm just wondering, to what end? Like, what were the Maximals hoping by creating this dude? Right? Like, a weapon? A superhero Maximal, maybe? Hmm. Maybe they're not as noble as... We're led they, to, we've been led to believe. Yeah. yeah. Like you had, you had already commented on this. You said, yeah, well, maybe they're actually, they're, they're good and bad on, on both sides. Yeah. Especially with that creepy, like creepy, <laughs> like flashback. Well, it's I, almost I, seemed like a, like Dr. Frankenstein kind of vibe. Well, and like I what like, they knew they were doing was wrong. Well, and I like to think that, like the like the Autobots and Decepticons, they went through the um, the I think in Beast Machines they call it the Great Upgrade, um, where basically like the characters, like the Transformers, became smaller to conserve Energon and became like more efficient in terms of operation. Hmm. Um. I like to think that when that happened, it wasn't just as unilateral as Decepticons became Predacons and Autobots became Maximals. I like to think that they both kind of just became Cybertronians. And then from and then over time from that, the Maximal and Predacon political factions grew out of it. Right. So like there's crossover on both sides i like that too that they're just they're they're one they're they're one species isn't the right word they're one type of transformer at that point and just the maximals and the predacons are just political rather than like 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 vastly different like programming well, yeah, I, I I know what you mean. Yeah, like technically they are programmed like a bit differently, like the whole Maximal and Predacon, like when they reprogram protoforms. But right, that's programming though. That's different than than uh, also that's their like biology. Yeah, they have yeah. biology, right? 
Also, that like that's very much a season one Beast Wars thing, but I feel like in season two the show is kind of moving away from that. Yeah, like like with with the Fusors, like Silverbolts, <laughs> yeah. like was just inherently like there there was no reprogramming that went on. Silverbolt was just inherently a good dude, no a good yeah, boy. No <laughs> A good boy. Cheers. Um, <laughs> you are quick... a Predacon. Yeah, they just tried to convince him he was a Predacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I forgot. They were just like, why don't you try saying it? <laughs> Say terrorize. and rolls off the tongue. Say terrorize. <laughs> forgot You'll, like it. It. You'll like it, I promise. You'll like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, and You're quick... right, I forgot about that. <laughs> quick Strike was just an asshole. Like, and he's so... just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They weren't reprogrammed. Yeah. They just woke up and just chose a side. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in this episode, it's like, yeah, Protoform X, he, he's technically a Maximal, but he's also a insane serial killer. Well, I feel like he's neither. Like, oh, you're right. Technically a, a Maximal, he, he, He's right? technically but a Maximal, yeah. He's so strong and apparently a genius he says some smart lines in this but otherwise he's just a like roid monger yeah inferno like (laughs) 2.0 yeah but um this yeah he's kind of his own thing too well for the brief period in this episode yeah speaking of um protoform x Silver and black, like, walk around a corner. And he's there! Ooh, he's right there! And he's fucking huge. And he's purple and gold. And fucking spooky. (laughs) Yep. He's a crab. He's a crab, man. He's a crab, see? Silverbolt pulls out his knife and jumps in front of Black Arachne, and he's like, crab battle. (laughs) Have to remember what... Big Bot taught me about CQC. Uh, yeah, and he yells "crab battle!" and none of their. I like the way he walks. He walks like he's a toy, just with his arms like swaying left and right. Who does? Uh, Protoform X. Oh, Rampage, yeah. Yeah, Rampage. He's just like marching slowly at them. Yeah. Yeah, but like Christopher has mentioned, he's, instead of opening up with like, I will destroy you or some like creepy stuff, he basically kind of just looks like a big tarantulas in his robot form. But he, he sounds like Inferno. I, yeah, I was going to say, he looks like a big tarantulas, but he sounds like Inferno. <laughs> like his literal yeah, lines yeah, so far? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. are his lines so far. I guess the bigger and stronger you get, the less fucking brain brains you get to the point where you just go full, full Arnold. Speaking of uh, big brains, we briefly cut back to the, uh, the dark side and Megatron now has his energon blade and he's all like, Oh, now time for my surgical strike. Does he actually fucking say that? <laughs> yeah, he does. 10 out of 10. There are some really great jokes in this. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my surgical oh and it's a very dainty like tiny blade like a scal- yeah. like a transformer scalpel yeah I like it I dig it yeah 
It's a rampage. You know who would have been better at um, doing very small, like finicky work? Hmm. Well, not Scorpionock, I guess, because he's got giant scorpion claws. But he did make the cyber bees. <laughs> Anyways, I guess nobody but him. Okay. Never mind then. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of big claws, uh, we cut back to um, Rampage and uh, basically Silverbolt. absolutely wasting black and silver. Yeah, so uh, Rampage picks up Silverbolt with one of his giant ass claws and he's all like, oh, is that fear you're feeling? This is fucked up, yeah. The fear! The fear! I'm referencing yeah, it's weird. Three yeah, there. the fear, and then you exploded into like a thousand bees or something. Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so rampage is all. Does like, he feed off of fear? What is the psychopath's problem? That's what he says. He's like his spark feeds off of fear. It feeds on terror. Drink it in, man. That's fucking weird. It is weird. It's also incredibly like abstract. Y- yeah. Yeah. It- it's incredibly abstract because, like, like, how can you really quantify that? You can't. No, I think it's just letting us know he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Who? his voice, uh, incidentally enough, I believe his voice actor, uh, he was voiced by a man named uh, Campbell Lane. I believe he is dead now. Oh. Good memory if that was off the top of your head. Uh, yes, it was. Campbell Lane. Oh, died 2014, Vancouver. Yeah. Rest in peace, Campbell. We're ripping on Rampage, but I think his voice is cool, so there's that. Yeah, and so Rampage is all like, come on, come on. Feel it, feel it. (laughs) Feel the fear. (laughs) And uh, Maximal Battle Music props up and guess who's here to save the day fully charged optimus primal and cheetor flying in like cool cats yeah oh we get to see optimus's um like shoulder cannon thing again yeah yeah so optimus shoulder cannons cheetor like kitty paw lasers and black arachnia joins them i actually didn't notice until we're watching it right now uh she joins their side in attacking Rampage. Yeah. And they uh, they shoot him off a cliff, and he falls down and goes boom, but uh, turns out and he's dies. fine. <laughs> turns out he's fine. He gets back onto... This is he, cool. Like, he's, like, turned upside down, but he, he gets back onto his belly, and then... Uh, See, they sho- forgot to shoot him when they flipped him on his back for massive damage. Yeah. They actually flipped the giant enemy crab on its back, and that's when they stopped shooting. Yeah, you're you're supposed to attack his weak point for massive damage. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, we're we're referencing the uh, the Sony 2006 E3 press conference for the uh, game. I think it was called Genji. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's infamous. Look they it up were on showing YouTube. off. They were showing off next gen gameplay, and they were talking about how realistic 
um, and historical the battles were. So, yeah. anyways, we got this giant enemy crab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the battles, the 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 combat in this game is going to be based on uh, real life, like ancient feudal Japan, and like the the battles are going to be realistic and based on real uh, historical battles. And here we have a giant enemy crab. <laughs> So what you want to do here is flip it on its back. And you attack its weak point for massive damage. How could we not reference that? There's a giant enemy crab, and it's flipped on its back. <laughs> uh, oh, I just noticed something. Maybe I'm crazy, but like I'm, I have it paused on the bit where he's like, where you see his back, and he's driving up the side of the mountain. I'm going to take okay. a screenshot of it. It looks like a face to me. Oh. Oh, by the way, uh, listeners, when he jumps back onto his feet, he has an alternative, like, locomotion mode. Yes, he... just like all the other transmetals. He... Oh, yeah, that's... That's a good point. And he gains like treads. His feet retract and he gains like tank treads. But they're not just any tank treads. Um they yeah, I kind of metal tank treads. Yeah, they're and it allows him to like grip onto walls and defy gravity to some extent. Because he like goes Supida straight Man. up a cliff. Like Supida Man. <laughs> Okay, so look at the screenshot that I sent you. Tell me that, that doesn't look like a face. Does look like a fucking face. You know how some I, insects have evolved to have like faces to scare uh, behind them or on their backside to scare predators. Kind of like that. Yeah, uh, listeners, right? I, I I I'm gonna make this the the show art for the episode. So because it's so weird. Because it's so weird. Or are you gonna make that film noir this, <laughs> the uh, the show art? No, no, it's definitely this. <laughs> yeah, he's got kind of a face. Um, it, parts of it even glow, the, the parts that look like eyes. Yeah. Huh. And uh, he's got a giant, like, triple cannon underneath his, like, thorax? What's that part? Parts of a crab. I, I, I have no idea. Parts of a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, thorax is um. Uh oh, the cephalothorax, because it's a cephalopod, I guess. Right, so it's a cephalothorax. I, so it is a thorax. I know that word because I've seen the movie Men in Black. <laughs> there you go. When did that come out? Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, I was gonna say it would have come out by now. Like, sorry, but when Christopher and I say like by now, we're when we're recording, we're we're usually talking about <laughs> the time of the episode <laughs> that we're watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, Men in Black was out, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Men in Black was out, and it was still like hot new shit. Like this would have been around this time would have been like when it first came out on VHS. Oh yeah, that would have been hot shit indeed. Yeah. Oh, you know what's weird? I know a lot more people liked, and it's way more famous, and it made way more money. A lot of people liked Men in Black. I loved 
Wild Wild West. Speaking of giant enemy crab. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked that movie more than most people, but yeah. I, I like it more than most people. I, sure. I, I need to revisit it. I haven't watched it in probably like... We should watch it. God, Do like, like a 15, watch party. 15 years. Yeah, I'd be down. If it's on, if it's on Netflix, I think there's like watch party apps or something you, you could do. Really? Oh, I'm fucking down for Wild Wild West. Uh, I will look on Just Watch and see what it's available <laughs> on. Uh, we can record it and do something with it someday. Someday. Release the recording on something at some point. Uh, Release not, the archives. It is not streaming on anything, unfortunately. Boo. I'll have it, to acquire it by other completely legal means. It is available on digital, rental, and purchase on a number of services. Oh, there you go. Yeah, probably on YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. Watch now for four ninety nine. There you go. Yep. It's only seven ninety nine to buy on iTunes, so oh shit, might as I well. Would, yeah, I would just I I would just buy the movie. I forgot that Will Smith dresses up like like a harem lady, right? Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Who's the villain in that? Uh, Kenneth Branagh, I think. He did a great job being the creepy, like like steampunk uh wheelchair guy. Yeah, uh Professor Loveless, I think his name was. Oh wow, good memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely that's his name. Well I, I just remember because like uh uh Will Smith uh references his name in the song. Oh wow and and I guess you remember the song. Uh, it plays at my work periodically when they put it on the. Are you serious? Station. Yeah, yeah. On the okay. weekends, they your workplace they usually... went up a a point. <laughs> <laughs> Just one point. Just one. That's all they deserve. Um, no, uh, on the weekends, like they'll usually put it on the the '90s station, and the '90s station uh, will often play Wild Wild West. West. Actually, Jim West, Desperado. Actually, lots of Will Smith. Basically every like hit Will Smith song from like the mid to late nineties that you can remember. Uh, Summertime, I'll... yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> like Big Willie style, you know, Miami. <laughs> oh yeah. Will two K, Men in Black, uh Getting Jiggy with it. Oh, I forgot about Get Jiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of getting jiggy with it. Yeah, back to back to reality. Yeah, so uh uh Rampage like turns into like a transmetal tank, as we mentioned, and scales goes the up, fucking cliff. Yeah, it goes up the side of the mountain and uh Silverbolt is all like, Not today, crab man <laughs> and pulls out one of his uh, uh, wing grenades, his feather grenades. One of his style hand grenades. <laughs> yeah, uh, it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of is. 
Uh, so he pulls one of them out and like throws it into Rampage's tread, and uh, it works. It works. Blows the treads up, and Rampage goes falling, and the 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 actual treads like comically go flying as he as he hits the side of the mountain. Instead of just landing on that layer, like he would have because he's already fallen down. He like bounces comically unrealistically and falls further down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> As he's falling though, he lets off one shot of his cannon and hits black arachnia and she goes flying back and. Oh yeah. And go uh, say go sailing down a, cl- uh, a cliff on the opposite side and silver tar- jumps off. Yeah, uh, I almost said pterosaur for some reason. Um, <laughs> Silverbolt is all like, "No, my leash, my lady," and uh, his wings magically heal themselves as if he's like wi- he wills them to work. Yeah, he's just all like, "Come on, damn you, work, 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 work." Yeah, <laughs> uh, then they magically Shake do that body for me. <laughs> wow. Uh, what year is it? Right, ninety-eight. Um, he's what for year any, is it? For anybody listening, we recorded this in March of twenty twenty-one. Yep. <laughs> we are well aware of what year it actually is. But you see, March of twenty twenty-one is still the the COVID dark ages. So we retreat into simpler times. Yep, that's how you do it. Where um. Also, I feel Will like Smith that's my hunted third down aliens. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I believe, uh, you, I, I believe you were saying, I, I saw a comment you posted on social media uh, recently where you were like, yeah, in my 20s, I was trying to be all like, oh, I, I am a grown up. I am above all of this. <laughs> and now in my 30s, I'm all like, fuck yeah. I'm like fuck it. Back I'll to my seniors. <laughs> I'm like fuck it. I'll wear Rocco's modern life hat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that—that's kind of what we're doing with these podcasts, you know. We're like, yeah, we're we're, we're in our thirties. Fuck it. We're we're gonna go back and uh, appreciate shows from kids shows from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of appreciation, Black Arachnia seems uh. A little appreciative of being saved by Silverbolt. She's very Sundere, though. She's very like, oh, don't don't expect a thank you or anything, Baka. And he's like, oh, I wouldn't dream of it. You are, after all, a Predacon. But you are so much more than a Predacon, milady. Someday you'll come to realize that, and I'm like, I'll like. Bleh. He says that, by the way. Listeners. He does say that. He does actually say that verbatim. Um, <laughs> and the, I, I, the, this is where I'm echoing Megatron's from earlier. <laughs> you know what? He says it under her his breath after she disappears, but I think she can hear him because she's hiding like in the trees nearby. Is she? Yeah, he's like, you're much more than a Predacon, my lady. Someday you'll come to realize that. And the camera, like, pans as he transforms to 
to fly away. And right underneath him, like, um, our black arachnia steps out of a tree. And she yeah. sighs, kind of like a, a lovesick sigh. So it, it sounds, and because she was so close, it feels like she actually heard him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she uh, she gets out her grapnel gun, and she's all like, like I needed him to catch me anyway. And then she just, uh, like, wrote, like, grapnels away. Yeah, Batman's the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> so is she just, like, kind of, like, playing denial to herself? She's like, oh, I didn't need him to catch me anyway. Or is that telling the viewer that she could have just grapple gun saved herself, but she kind of let Silverbolt save her? Uh, I think it's the latter. She, like, oh, really? She, okay. <laughs> yeah, she totally could have saved herself. She had the means to, like, grapnel gun her uh, way to safety. But she... I feel like you're right, because right after she says that, she 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 grapples, grapple guns away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's cheesy, but fuck it. Yeah. Oh, and um, we get some fucked up serial killer scene. To remind everyone, Megatron's bad. Like I, I'm actually not okay with what he's doing, but uh, I love this, and I will talk. Oh, about I, it more. I know. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's villainous. So, yeah. So, some uh, we we happen across uh, we happen across the um, uh, the shorting out body of Rampage, and uh, Megatron steps into frame. And he uh, pulls out his Energon blade and, like, kind of leans into to Rampage and smirks. And then we cut away to the, uh, to the Axelon, or not the Axelon, the, the dark side. And Rampage is being pulled out of the hot tub heel machine. Yep. And Megatron's all like, impressive. Using an Energon blade on any other Spark would have destroyed it. However, it seems you cannot be terminated. An advantage! And uh, Rampage pulls a gun on him, and is all like, And and Megatron says, Or is it? And he pulls out this device that has a spark in it. And Energon spikes on the top and bottom. It's like this vice that has these like spikes of energon with a spark a vice, in the good. middle of it. Yeah. In it with a spark in the middle of it. And he squeezes it. And as he squeezes it, Rampage starts shorting out and like screaming in pain. Yeah. So he can torture this spark because it's immortal. It it can't it's like star screamed. It can't star scream. It can't be recycled. AKA yeah. um reincarnated. And it can't be destroyed. Yeah. Oh, he's got him on a fucking leash. Yeah, he's like... He even kicks Rampage, like, off the ledge near the lava. Welcome to the Predacons, Rampage. Your life will be as such, or blah, blah. Yeah. So long as you remember one thing. It's mine. And he squeezes the vice again. Welcome, my new servant. Cheers. Welcome to the Beast Wars. 
Laughs evilly. Yeah, my subtitles say laughs evilly. Yeah. So, this is a good way to make enemies. I actually mortal being. I I actually fucking love this because this is one of the most like evil things we've seen Megatron do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is on par with Tarantulas, maybe worse. Uh, on par, at least, with like Tarantulas like, making Black Arachnia his mind slave. Yeah. Because yeah, at least I, Black I Arachnia could have some autonomy and he could defy him, like she, the way um, she threatened to destroy both of them. Yeah, but like, this just fucking sucks for Rampage. Yeah, and I mean Rampage, not a good dude. So, uh, yeah, can't. I don't necessarily feel any sympathy for him per se, but like, what Begatron is doing is inherently wrong. It's and, inherently evil. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So, this is. This is actually some pretty some pretty good villainy from Megatron. We've um, uh, we've gotten some good villainy. There, there's been a couple times in season one, right, when yeah. they blew up the um, tower. The, the Maximals were trying to um, communicate uh, a Maximal probe. Yeah, and the the it ends just with like faded shots of Megatron's head laughing. <laughs> and the As other the time is exploding yeah that was that was fucked up and the other time when he's like goodbye optimus when he uh fucks over optimus and locks him in the stasis pod literally killing him. Up. literally sabotaging and killing him yeah so i'm i'm digging it he's he's villainous he was yeah. comical at times, and he still is here and there. But like now, he he's serious business. He's he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's less Shakespearean and theatrical this season, I find, and more just kind of a cunning e- and evil, sinister. Yeah, sinister. There you go. Yeah, which I like both. I'm not sure which one I prefer. I think I might prefer Shakespearean Megatron more (laughs) just because it's so over the top and amusing. But like when he like this, like sinister, like cunning, like evil mastermind version of him, like he's also really good at that as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're both, they're both parts of the same coin, both two sides of, of the same coin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I dig both. Right? I like it. I'm I'm liking <sighs> I want I want Optimus to do something cool this season. You mm. know what I mean? Like it's kind of been the Megatron show. I mean, mm. don't get me bot don't get me wrong, like like Big Bot like coming back like, you know, like Gorilla Jesus is is cool, but I feel like there's been a lot of emotional moments and none of them have been with Optimus yet. Right. 
Like we've had one with Dinobot. We've had introspection with Rhinox. We've had interesting glimpses inside the mind of Megatron. But we don't know like reincarnated Transmetal Optimus that well. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of want to want the show to to touch on that. Like, yeah. is he exactly the same? Is he new? Like, he's literally been reborn, right? Yeah, so, and he's weirdly been more of a side, side character, character this season. Yeah. Okay, so you feel me on on this? Yeah. And honestly, I never even thought about it until you pointed it out. But like, yeah, you're you're totally right. He's been more of a side character this season. Like, not yeah, a lot but, of episodes. Actually, no episodes have focused on him. None. Even when he came back, it was real quick. He was just like, here I am, bitches. And like battle music plays, and he kicks some ass. And he's like, hi, Silverbolt. Oh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I'm here to shoot guns and... Eat ass. Eat ass. And I'm all out of ammo. Beast, I'm all of a, out of ammo, and I see some asses. Beast mode. Beast mode. <laughs> oh, if I, I don't even. That's just that's just a laser comb inside joke. Anybody, if anybody's interested, uh, Christopher and I, with another uh, co-host, we do what we're doing now, but we review reboot the mainframe entertainment uh, show um, from 94 onwards. Um, and uh, yeah, the we, we recently went over the episode Gigabyte. Yeah. And I I was trying to improv and I said, said something about <laughs> in a Gigabyte <laughs> voice about, uh, what was it? Chew bubblegum and, or kick ass and, Eat, eat ass and chew bubblegum. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like combining like chew bubblegum yeah. and kick ass, and I, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty glorious. It's one of my my favorite moments of probably uh, more interesting recent... than the character Gigabyte itself. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of interesting characters, uh, why don't we uh, give our ratings for the episode? Let us. Let us. We shast. We shast. Uh, geez. Okay, well, here on Too Much Energon, we have a very simple three-point scale. It ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to too much Energon. Too much Energon. Too much and I'm going to give this one a sufficient amount of Energon. A, so- a solid sufficient. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's close to being very good. It's just... Sorry, not very good. It's close to being good. It's, it's, it's better than okay, but it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, it raises a lot of questions, which I like. But this season kind of has this gimmick where they just are introducing different kinds of Transformers. And so far, it hasn't done the show any 
favors. However, I'm intrigued about the backstory of Protoform X. So there, there's good parts. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. and I like the romance aspect. It's, it's cheesy. 16, 12-year-old me like, would have thought it was stupid, but I, I, I like it. I like it. I want to see more of it. Yeah, I thought it was dumb when I was 13, but it's definitely grown on me now. Yeah. Um, I am giving this episode a high sufficient amount of Energon. Um, I really like the getting a little bit of backstory on uh, uh, like the Axelon's mission and the whole like Protoform X stuff. As I mentioned in the episode, like I... I, I like the idea that uh, the Maximals were up to some shady shit on Cybertron. Yeah, that looked like some, like, you know, like, bl- like secret, like black ops, like, yeah, hidden laboratory bullshit. Yeah, like I want to know more about that kind of shit, like that side of Cybertron and Transformers history. Yeah. Um, I like the relationship between uh, Silverbolt and Black Arachnia. I like I how it's developing. Um, like I said, I th- like I said, at, I think at the beginning of the show, like I still think uh, Silverbolt's kind of a chump, but <laughs> I like their relationship and where it's going. They're um, opposites, yeah. Uh, oh, you said you had an issue or like a a problem that you wanted to bring up. But I can't remember if we've talked about it. I think we have. I'm pretty sure it was like, why did Tarantulas pick now to attack? Oh, Black right. Arachnia? Yeah. That's, that's my biggest issue with the episode. Um, also, I just really don't like Rampage very much as a <laughs> character. I never have. We um, already have like a super aggro, like screaming Predacon. Yeah. And we already have like a creepy serial killer stalker. Also, I like the art design in this episode. I like the the look of the marsh and all of that. Like it's, Yeah, it was we, better than I, I thought it would be. Yeah, we got some new environments in this episode. Which yeah, I, we got which a sweet I, Energon tornado. Yeah, which I, yeah, I always yeah. appreciate. So yeah, high sufficient Energon. Um, it's not quite a too much Energon, but it's... Uh, uh, on the It'll keep us going, it's on the the higher end of season two episodes thus far. I think yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's saying something. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, that has been uh, the eighth episode of season two of Beast Wars. Uh. uh... We will be back next week with an episode that requires no introduction at all. The ninth episode of season two of Beast Wars, Code of Hero. If you're listening to this, you know exactly what that episode is. And uh, it's such a big deal. We're going to have a couple of guests on the show. uh, Providing all of the, the stars aligned properly. So... Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Cal, where can people find us? People can creep us on Facebook. If you look for our group, Too Much Energon, you can find us there. Uh, If you want to 
check out our legitimate um, GeoCities website. You can find us at toomuchenergon.ca. Sorry, I said that wrong, didn't I? www.toomuchenergon.ca. Yeah, the triple W part is very important. Otherwise, the URL does not work. And apparently, I that's a simple it. fix. But I, I don't know anything about. <laughs> I don't know anything about websites or programming. So oh, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> so, but if you come and check us out, you can listen to us on the browser there. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to ads like on Spotify or something, yeah. Um, we've got links to different social media on there. Uh. Yep, send us an email at uh, too much energon at outlook.com. Uh, if you want to buy a t shirt related to this show or our other show, Alphanumeric, go to tpublic.com slash two too dash much dash energon. Uh, we've had a few t shirt sales recently, so uh, whoever, whoever uh, you are out there who bought t shirts, uh, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, that's. I, I never in a million years thought when uh, we started this podcast uh, last year that anyone would actually buy t-shirts relating to me and Cal just talking nonsense for like two hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, you just you just read my mind like I like almost <laughs> word for word. I was gonna I was going to say like I mean it's like that that's like two more t-shirts than I ever expected anybody to. To want to buy right like it's not like they're five or ten bucks yeah you know it's not like they're completely inexpensive so it's it's cool and that oh we've somebody had a, listening likes us enough for we've had a couple more t-shirt sales in the past week too so amazing people, people are buying our shit wow so, uh, beast shout, wars hype <laughs> yeah shout out to you guys who are buying our t-shirts yeah thanks for listening uh, if you want to follow me uh, specifically, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Christopher Siege. Uh, also have a Twitter account. Uh, I've we we have a Twitter account for this show specifically at Too Much Energon, but there's also uh, my more generalized Twitter feed at Lasercomb. L A Z O R C O M B. Lazor. Like Fusor. Yep. <laughs> Except with lasers. But with lasers. Eye lasers. Yep. Yep. I should get around to doing the Instagram and Twitter thing. One you day. Should. One day. Do the thing. I will. I, I will. I've decided. Anyway, we're running out of time tonight, so we're going to get out of here. Uh,. Thanks for listening, everyone. As I said, we'll be back next week with the episode of Beast Wars, Code of Hero. And until then, I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I am your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, X gonna give it to you. Bam! Bam, 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 bam! Bam, 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 bam! Arr, arr! Arr, arr! What you hearing? What you hearing? What you hearing? Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X gon' give it to you. Fuck wait for you to get it on your own. X gon' deliver to you. Knock knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the non-stop pop out and stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make the motherfucker wonder if you did it. Did
can I do it again? Cause yeah. I am life, so I got to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I'll break who you sending me. You motherfuckers never want to know what your life saved. Bitch, and that's on a life day. I'm getting down. Please, if the only thing you can't steal was came out to play, stay out my way. 